I am Theodora, and you are listening to Spiritual Slut, the shameless podcast for a woman who are unapologetically sexual and spiritual. Spiritual Slut. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual slut. Spiritual slut. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Here we are for yet another episode of Spiritual Slut, the podcast. I am your host, Theodora, and today I want to talk to you about the dark night of the soul. So you may have heard this phrase before, dark night of the soul. It's how we call the darkest episode of of your spiritual journey on this earth as the incarnation that you are in. So what's not a dark night of the soul? Well, it's not to be confused with depression. Depression is a clinical mental illness that can be treated with therapy, whereas a dark night of the soul is more of an energetic disease. And so I wanted to tell you a little bit about my personal story to illustrate what I'm trying to explain. I'm hoping to reach people that have been through the same thing. It's like I'm recording this podcast for my former self, my past self. If I could <laughs> read the future and check this episode, this would be so helpful for my past self. So I'm dedicating this episode to all my past selves and to the people going through the same thing. So my story, I've been through a few dark nights of the soul. Usually you would go through dark nights of the soul because of not feeling aligned anymore with your purpose. So that could be related to a change in your personal life or not being satisfied by your job anymore. That could be as well triggered by a breakup that will make you realize that everything you thought was aligned with you isn't anymore. So my first dark night of the soul. A couple of years ago, nearly three years ago, I was running a very successful six-figure business with my adult videos and I was in a stable relationship of several years, living in beautiful Paris, an amazing city that I thought I loved, which actually I did at the time. And when I had this dark night of the soul, it was actually triggered by a burnout from my from my work. At this time in my life, I thought I had financial stability with a job that I loved, but at some point it wasn't fulfilling enough. I had all the accolades from my fellow producers, my fellow performers. I was invited everywhere. I was nominated for multiple awards. I even won an award that same year. I was invited to talk to panels, to to empower fellow performers, to produce their own content and help them with developing their businesses. This was so much fun, but running that business of producing videos itself wasn't fulfilling enough anymore. And so I stopped producing videos as regularly as before. It's like I had poured so much of my energy into that business that I didn't have any energy left to do what really mattered to me. Like 
actually creating music and writing music and performing, dancing, taking care of my body, all these things I was neglecting for a business that I was You know, I was being in my masculine energy, being very, you know, hustling. Like it's this toxic hustling culture that we have. So I was in my masculine energy trying to hustle and work many hours without stopping myself. And I was burning myself out until I realized that all this financial abundance and material stability was hanging by a thread, literally. And the thread that it was hanging by was my sanity. And so one day I burned out, I couldn't open my computer anymore. I couldn't open my emails with all the custom clip orders that I was receiving back then. I couldn't do it anymore. I was burning out. And so from this point, everything collapsed. Everything collapsed because I thought I was happy in my relationship of many years, but I realized it wasn't fulfilling anymore. I was looking for something else and it was just a facade. It seemed fulfilling from the outside, but deep inside I was looking for a deeper connection, a deeper spiritual bond. But I realized that there was no spirituality in this relationship. So this collapsed too at the same time. And so I lost the professional stability, the material stability, the financial stability. I lost the romantic stability, the personal life stability. And then I also lost my I also lost the apartment because I was living with someone then. And of course, when you're breaking up with someone, especially if you live with them, there's a point where you need to start it all over again and move to a place of your own. So this material stability that I had being in a relationship with someone I thought I was happy with, I lost this too. So a couple of years ago, I literally lost everything I had, everything I thought I had. And that was the beginning of my dark night of the soul. So this is not to be confused with depression. Both of my parents happen to be psychologists and myself, I have trained in NLP and hypnosis. And I can tell you that at that time, I was not clinically depressed. Unlike some people I've shared my life with, I've been with romantic partners that were diagnosed with depression, with clinical depression. I had siblings that I grew up with who had clinical depression. So I know firsthand how this is like. And I was not like this. I was actually a very happy person working on myself, maybe working too much because I saw that as a kind of a competition with myself. I was working really hard on my fitness while still neglecting my resting time. So I also burned out from my social life from one day to the next. I couldn't go out and party because it felt like a duty. It felt like like just too much. So everything collapsed in my life at this point. And I felt like my life had no meaning anymore. I felt like my life wasn't worth living from literally one day to the next. It's like I couldn't wake up anymore and everything was, everything stopped making sense. There's an astrologer that I like very much. I love her work so much. Her name is Danielle Page. And she says that the dark night of the soul is an energetic disease. It's like you're stepping out of the frequency that you're vibrating in to step into another one. And so because everything you've created all around you is not on the same frequency as you, it's not on the same level as you anymore, you feel some 
some great despair and sadness from not being aligned anymore with literally everything around you. And so that was my experience. That was my first dark night of the soul. So from there, I started to change career and, you know, focus more on creating content that would be empowering to people because I realized the thing I liked the most in my job was, you know, talking at panels and exchanging with fellow performers as opposed to promoting content that I would film and be like literally a machine <laughs> to produce content because that's how I felt at some point. I felt like a machine that was supposed to produce the same sort of content over and over and over again. Not to say that I don't like producing content. It's just like it, it had turned me into a content producing factory, a human factory of content production and it's like I lost the fire so to whoever is listening to this episode thinking oh my god this is me I don't feel aligned anymore with my career with my relationship with my with my personal situation with where I live well know that this is just you changing frequency and so you're not being aligned anymore with your true soul's vibration it might feel like everything around you is crumbling everything around you is collapsing this is normal and this is actually what's happening everything is collapsing because it makes no sense to your new vibration anymore so everything is collapsing in order for you to create something new and rise from the ashes I know because that's exactly what happened to me and again I wasn't depressed I was a really happy person I loved life and going out and enjoying and even my work I loved everything it's just from one day to the next everything stopped making sense all of a sudden it's like I had a sudden reconnection to my soul a soul that I wasn't even aware of it's like I was living the truth that I was convincing myself was my truth when it was actually something that was probably relevant to me at one point in my life not negating that it's just that at some point it stopped being relevant to me and that's what triggered this dark night of the soul so if you're going through the same thing and you're like out of touch with everything around you out of touch with your maybe your romantic situation your financial situation your career path if everything feels out of alignment that's because it's time for you to create and shape your new reality and it might take time because I had no coach to help me through this. I had no one to motivate me through this. And I I did work on this on my own. And I feel like the more I advance in my life, the more I advance in my career and the more I go through dark nights of the soul. And so recently I had another dark night of the soul, a second one. <laughs> Just when you think you're over it and you are getting your life together, it happens again. Because every time you're stepping up energetically and you're raising your frequency, then you're going to be out of touch with some elements of your 3D reality, or at least that's how I explain this to myself. Because to continue telling you my story, I was living in this really nice area of Paris that I used to love. I, I thought I was really happy with my career of working on my computer all day producing and promoting my my adult contents but something was truly missing so from one day to the next I decided to stop this to hop on a stripping tour and travel for a year and a half it would have been probably longer if it wasn't for the international hay fever crisis that we're going through I would probably still be touring as we speak 
or maybe not but the thing is I went on this tour to find myself find my freedom again find my happiness in connecting with people and especially with fellow performers which was one thing that I was missing very much because I would say I don't know if you know this but when you're an adult performer since a few years now probably five to to seven years ago we tend to be more of online performers than like real-time performers, meaning that most of us don't get to work in studios. That's It's not the majority. Some performers still work with studios and it helps them promote their own content. But even for them, they tend to produce their own content from their home. And that is exactly what I was doing. I was producing my own content from my home. So connecting with other people was really rare, not to mention connecting with other performers because I was working in English with an English-speaking public so I had no one close to me that I could connect with so I was actually dealing with isolation in sex work which is a real thing and of course there was like a big online community but we all know that it's not the same we all know that connecting to one another through social media isn't the same as developing a relationship of co-workers working in the same place and so that is why I went on a stripping tour um, I started to work again in strip clubs in order to not only to make cash because of course that's one of the perks of the job but to reconnect with my fellow performers and to have some sort of social life and enjoy exchanging with fellow performers because when you're an adult performer especially it feels really lonely at times even though sometimes you can be famous online it feels really lonely because in your daily life the real 3d life the life in which you have interaction with actual people you have no one that understands what you're going through, that understands what it is to be a sex worker and an adult performer. You have no one around you to share this experience with. And so stripping was this for me. I was like, I miss the environment of being able to you know, befriend other fellow adult performers. And so I am so grateful that I got to work in strip clubs because the connections I've made in this environment, in strip clubs, my best friends, my closest friends, and the relationships that have taught me the most, I have made through stripping. And so that's the moment when I realized that what I enjoyed was performing, of course, being in front of the public, of course, producing content, yes, of course, but the other dimension that was missing, because I need all these aspects altogether, the other aspect that was missing was the ability to share my experience with fellow performers. And by sharing, I mean connecting uh, with one another, but also sharing what I know. And I realized that when I started this stripping tour a couple of years ago I was already a veteran stripper because this is something I did since over eight years eight years plus and at the time of course when I started I came across baby strippers and I say baby strippers in the most loving way and I really enjoyed sharing with them my tips on how to make money, how to talk to the guys, how to be confident, how to embody sensuality and their most sexual and powerful self. This is when I felt, I felt happy, you know, I felt like, wow, I'm having a great time. And so, of course, creating and performing is a huge aspect of what I am. And I wouldn't be sharing tips to other people if I wasn't able to do this. 
but I felt like creating without sharing, you know, the how-to and the whys to other people and especially fellow performers, fellow female performers, it's like everything was meaningless. And so on this tripping tour that I went on, I started to reconnect with my sole purpose again. I made enough money to allow myself to move to Ibiza. <laughs> I loved Paris, but as I said, everything in my life outside of work had already crumbled and had collapsed. I was newly single. I was not anymore in a relationship after over five years. So suddenly I was single. And so I wasn't attached to a city anymore. I could live anywhere I wanted to. And I thought, you know, why not pursue a dream of mine, which was living on an island or, you know, close to a beach. And so at first I thought maybe Mykonos in Greece because I have strong ties with this country. And I also had Ibiza on my list. So I got convinced by a fellow performer that it would be an amazing place for me spiritually. So needless to say that in the midst of this crisis, I was really drawn to, to spirituality in general, even though I knew nothing about it at that moment. I had no tools to work on my spirituality. I had no knowledge about spirituality. And this was also a time in my life when I was estranged from my parents. I was not talking to my mom anymore because the relationship I was in, it was quite toxic. And that actually cut me off of most of my important relationships, including my own parents. And so I was estranged from my own mother, who, as I said in previous episodes, happens to be a medium and a psychologist. And so everything she knew as a medium, everything she could share with me or everything she could teach me was not available to me because I was estranged from her. I started to reconnect with my mother and it was really hard because when I had this dark night of the soul, I was, it's like I was vibrating solo and I felt so sad and I wanted to, I wanted to kill myself, to be honest with you guys. And so one day I took my phone, I still had my mother's number and I hadn't called her for maybe a couple of years, maybe three years, I hadn't seen her. I I had no news from her and because I was burning out from work at the time and I was pouring myself into my career, even though she had tried to reach me for, you know, the likes of happy birthday, happy new year, how are you, you know, the, the once in a while text. Well, I wasn't even responding to it. And when I realized, oh, I didn't respond to that text, it was already three months afterwards. And I was like, this is probably too late of a time to reply to her now. This would sound weird. So, so we were estranged. Same thing with my father. I, my parents are separated and I had no news from him since, since I was 17 years old. Not that he was really present uh, during my childhood, but at least I knew who he was. But uh, I was estranged from him too. I literally had no parents anymore. And so one day I wanted to literally kill myself and I called my mother and I said, can you come get me? I'm at my apartment in Paris and I want to leave. Please help me. So this was a cry for help as I was in the process of breaking up. So I called her so that she could pick me up. And so she came right away. 
She was like, don't move, I'm here in a couple of hours. Even though she lives on the coast and I was living in Paris, she drove a few hours, sorry if I'm being emotional, she drove a few hours to get me and that's when I started to work on my spirituality. And so that was the exact moment when I left my apartment in Paris with my cat under my arm and a suitcase in the other, so to speak. And so my mom was like, is your suitcase made? Get in the car, put all your stuff. And I put most of my stuff there and I literally escaped my situation, my the toxic relationship I was in. I escaped the place and that's when I had a spiritual awakening. And so I don't know if you guys relate to this or if a part of my story sounds like it could be yours. But at the time, I really felt like my life was over. I felt like my career was done. I felt like I lost my financial stability because we had a joint bank account and everything I earned, I lost. And I had also lost the romantic stability I thought I had. We were considering, you know, getting married and stuff. And this was obviously not happening anymore. So from one day to the next, I lost everything I had. And so... I moved in with my mom for a few weeks before hopping on the tour, on the stripping tour, which was my ticket to financial freedom again. And with my mom, when I was there, she taught me a lot about my own mediumship and spirituality, even though I didn't, at the time, I didn't believe in my own gifts. I didn't believe in my own mediumship because I was vibrating so low from the sadness, from the despair and from the crisis I was in. I couldn't see that I had gifts. I couldn't see I had abilities and I couldn't think... I couldn't use my <laughs> my right side of the brain. I was trying to think logically to save myself with practical solutions. I was really being in my yang energy as opposed to yin. I was in my masculine trying to think, okay, so this is a time of crisis. I'm going to use all the rational and logical solutions to help myself. I'm going to light a fire under my ass, work really hard, make money again, rebuild myself again. And so I went on a stripping tour and in a few months, I made over 50k so that was my ticket to freedom and to move to the island I now live on to Ibiza again if some of you have suddenly decided to move from one place to another and these two places are totally different or seemingly unrelated it's probably because your soul was called to do this and so my soul was called to move to this island but I didn't realize it was a call from my soul I was just tired of being in a city And because I was touring with my stripper job, because I was always in hotel rooms or dancer apartments in big cities, not seeing the light of the day, not seeing the sunrise, not seeing the sunset, not seeing the nature that I was so close to when I was younger because I grew up between Paris and the French coast. So losing touch with nature and my my own nature, it was like the energetic disease that I went through. I think that's how I air quote called the dark night of the soul and so I moved to Ibiza and that was just a year ago now and I realized all the trauma all the pain I went through I worked on myself I rebuilt myself I took literally a year off because I knew the stripping job wasn't gonna cut it because surprise I also needed a creative outlet <laughs> that's how much of a paradox I can be because I was like okay now with the stripping I found the connection the huge 
human connection again and I have the performing side of of me being on stage dancing for people being applauded by people this is what I longed for but then because that's the way I am and because I have a tendency to burn myself out I was again in this cycle of working 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 long hours I was booking myself every night including weekends so that I could rebuild myself financially and I didn't know that I was in the pattern of burning myself out again I was in this pattern because I wasn't aware of the trauma I went through and so when I moved on the island suddenly I was able to see the sunrise in the morning. Suddenly I was able to see the sunset. And also because I lived literally on the beach, I was able to hear the waves and be close to nature and walk barefoot in the sand, which I hadn't been able to do in so many years. I had burnt myself out so hard. I forgot what being on holidays meant. And when I did go on holidays, which really happened once every couple of years, it was only for four or or five days and I wouldn't have the time to really reconnect with my own spiritual nature because you know how it's like when you when you are like me the type of person that would burn themselves out then when you have a few days off what do you do you still work you are there with your friends and you give yourself the mission to go out and go to this nightclubs and this other nightclub and so you end up being in Mykonos with one of your best friends burning yourself out again and not enjoying nature because you have two hours on the beach before you go to the next restaurant and before you go to the next place and before you work again on your content that you have to promote because you have to make a living and when you're an independent content producer no one is waiting for you no one is gonna pay you if you don't put out the work and so I was still burning myself out I didn't know how to get myself out of this pattern of burning myself myself out and so the day I moved to the island was in the midst of this international hay fever crisis I like to call it this way in the middle of this crisis I realized the clubs were closed I had nowhere to work and I could work online and create content again but it made no sense anymore because there was no connection with the performers if I couldn't share my ability to create beauty with other people what was I good for and so I spent a year off living off the 50k that I'd made even though it was supposed to be much more I had a higher goal for myself but due to the crisis the world was going through it was impossible to reach that goal I'm being transparent with you guys with the numbers because I feel like so many of you can relate and so I had made this money and I was able to pay upfront the apartment where I was living I moved to another one since then but I was able to live on my savings the whole year without working and because there are no coincidences I feel like the universe or the source or some of you call it God whatever you believe in I call it the source. I think the source decided to put me there in order to heal myself and reconnect with my soul purpose and develop my gifts. And so it's exactly what happened during this year. And so I moved in last Christmas. So 
nearly a year ago now and it took me several months to be in touch with myself and nature and feel like okay this is what I want to do this is what I need to create for myself I want to reconnect with other women in the world be them performers or not be them sexual beings or not I feel like I have something to bring to them and I also feel like I need to create content because I am a messenger of beauty I am a vehicle for beauty and I feel like the divine mission that's been brought onto me I hope this doesn't sound too pretentious or too regal because this isn't the case I feel like I'm just a messenger and the vessel for for beauty and bringing beauty into the world in the shape and form of femininity and sensuality and hopefully sexuality as well because I feel like sexuality is power anyway more on this later but what I wanted to say what I mean by all of this is that I actually found my true soul purpose and I actually started to understand why I was a porn performer why I was also a musician why I was using my voice on songs on radio shows on commercials even why my voice was my tool for sharing my experience I was starting to understand all of this and at this time I also had started a podcast with one of my best friends maybe you've heard this podcast it's called let's be honest and it didn't work out in the end because of the distance and because we thought we would have a lot of time thanks to the international hay fever crisis but the truth is we both had different soul purposes that kept us from prioritizing this project. And I think it was actually a great experience for me because I felt like being in front of the microphone was something I had to do, but my message wasn't probably the right one at the time. I wanted to talk about sexuality for sure, but something was missing, I guess the spiritual part. And so here am I evolving into this second podcast project of mine. And who knows, maybe in a few years time, I will have another podcast project. Maybe I will do something entirely different. But I always felt like being on the mic was my calling and my duty. And I feel like I'm recording this. I'm not even pausing. It's like I'm talking blee blah blue. I'm hoping this makes sense for you. It might not be super structured this time, but it's actually super honest. This is my raw an edited story and I'm really hoping that it will serve you guys I'm really hoping that if you recognize yourself in this that you will also recognize that there is light at the end of the tunnel and so <laughs> to continue my story on this island of Ibiza I started to heal I started to feel happy that I found my purpose but you know it's one thing to know what your purpose is and it's another thing to actually put it into action and so I was starting to understand what I was supposed to do with my voice and with my spirituality that I was just discovering and with my energy and my my willingness to be connected to my true nature and being raw and honest with people and share my experience I understood it and that's why we call the podcast the previous podcast let's be honest it's because I had this urge to share my own story and so hopefully this is what I'm doing still on this podcast I hope to to be really raw and honest with you guys anyway I digress but you get the idea and so back to my story 
on this island, I was starting to meet spiritual people because, of course, Ibiza is a party place where everyone comes in the summer to club like a stupid ass person and let go of the tension of the year and the work but originally the island of Ibiza is a place of spirituality where people would come to dance to the moon and have women's ceremonies and that's where all the party lifestyle came from it's actually a very sacred place a very spiritual place where people especially women used to gather so they could celebrate their own power their own femininity to the moonlight on the beach and then and be together and so even though I'm not barefoot on the sand <laughs> at the full moon to dance I'm not there yet maybe someday and so even though I'm not doing this exactly <laughs> this island has allowed me to reconnect with my spirituality through being in nature and immersed in nature and also through relationships through meeting other people and I want to give a shout out to two amazing mediums that I've met on this island two amazing friends of mine that I've met here funnily enough I've met both of them and another medium in the the same three weeks both of these mediums are French and they will both recognize themselves here hopefully <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm reminiscing of our moments together all the great times I had with them and so they taught me so much about myself and my mediumship and spirituality in general if you're the type of person who listens to personal development podcast you must have heard left right and center that you have to surround yourself with like-minded people if you want to you know embody the qualities of these people and so I didn't consciously decide to surround myself with mediums but it seems like my soul wanted me to embody more of these qualities to embody more of <laughs> my spiritual side and so I ended up surrounding myself with mostly spiritual people or in this case mediums even though I wasn't making this choice consciously and so one of these two friends taught me mostly about my own yogic powers which will deserve an episode on its own later and also I want to say it was such a breakthrough for me because I was rejecting the whole Indian yogi culture I thought it was mostly a gimmick mostly something really commercial that people use to sell well-being and wellness with this fancy yogi twist and I didn't recognize myself in this and so when I was told that I had yogic powers this was really hard for me to accept at first and so this friend really helped me to accept this part of me to accept and honor this part of me that I had repressed for so long I was actually forbidding myself from being a spiritual person with yogic powers because for me this was like nah this isn't me so I was learning how to accept other parts of myself it was a great lesson in self-discovery and so my other medium friend helped me reconnect with my own mediumship because when I got out my first dark night of the soul I was left somehow scathed and I had stopped believing in my own gifts in my own mediumship and she really, really helped me be more confident about my own gift and about my own perceptions. So I really believe a dark night of the soul is the process of redefining yourself according to your true talents, what you can do, what you cannot do, are your gifts true? 
what is ego what is the soul you're actually trying to redefine all of this and I really felt like during my first dark night of the soul I had been belittling myself so much I wasn't used to trust myself I wasn't used to be positive about my own gift and so being friends with this medium that I'm talking about shout out to her it really helped me rebuild my confidence back and kind of work out through the remaining bits of this dark night of the soul and so another medium friend air quotes friend that I met on the island who also helped me a lot with my gifts maybe unknowingly because I I fell in love with him so I was I think through this relationship with him I developed my you know telepathic abilities I developed my clairsentience because I was receiving what he was feeling because of course when you're in love with someone you tend to receive their feelings or it's like there's a, a deep connection and so that's what I had with this person and and so I had a relationship a romantic relationship with this person who I had a really strong connection with and so I was starting to feel really happy really I felt like I could really be myself in this relationship I was finding myself eventually and so just when you think that everything is is going fine now that you found happiness in the form of a new relationship well that's where again it all crumbles because I believe this is the perks of a twin flame relationship if this is what it is because I had to go through a very painful breakup with this person just right when I was starting to feel comfortable being alone comfortable being myself comfortable being spiritual and being all the things I had repressed just when I was starting to feel myself in a relationship again after the trauma of being in toxic relationship right before that a year before that well it crumbles again because I had to break up I had to end the relationship because I felt like like I deserved better I really wanted I felt like the intensity of my feelings wasn't reciprocated and that I was giving a lot and not receiving equally and so at some point it felt to me like the communication was getting worse and worse even though at the beginning it was great but for some reason it had stopped being that good and since I went through that first dark night of the soul where I had found my boundaries I had finally understood that I deserved the best for myself in my romantic relationships. And so this time I had to honor my boundaries. And this is why I had to break up in the most painful fashion. I I was heartbroken like, like I've never been before. And so that's when my second dark night of the soul began. And so here I was with this energetic flu again. And even though I had caught this energetic flu before and supposedly I'd be stronger this time, I didn't feel like it at all. I felt like I felt the same despair I had felt during my first dark night of the soul. I felt the same disorientation and sadness, profound sadness. 
as if nothing was aligned with me anymore, as if I had, I think I simply leveled up again energetically. It's like nothing was aligned with me anymore. Once again, I wasn't feeling any stronger than before, but at least I had the prior experience of a dark night of the soul. So I did know how to navigate this. And hopefully if you are listening to this episode, you will find some keys to help you navigate your maybe your first or second whatever dark night of the soul you're going through i really hope some of my experience will help you go through this because um, when i went through this second dark night of the soul i felt like it was really hard but at least i knew what it was i recognized the symptoms and i knew i had to take care of my of my environment i had to make changes to adjust my desires, my life desires, my personal goals maybe and adjust the trajectory of my life because possibly if I was going through this second dark night of the soul again that would probably mean that I had to you know readjust my trajectory so that it was aligned with my soul's purpose and I think sometimes you lose focus because you get too tangled in a relationship and you sort of believe that this relationship is going to be everything and is going to be so fulfilling that you tend to forget your own dreams, your own goals, your own soul purposes. And I think that's what happened to me. It's like I had forgotten myself through this relationship. I had forgotten the goals I wanted for myself, for my career, the thing I wanted to do. I was sort of putting all the eggs in the same basket, the eggs of happiness in the same basket of this very relationship that triggered this dark night of the soul that I went through yet another time as if the lesson wasn't learned enough because there's this thing with the universe or the source or God or however you want to call it there's this thing where they tend to send the same lesson over and over and over again until you've learned from it and I think I probably needed a reminder of that lesson because obviously it wasn't quite learned since I had forgotten myself once more just when I thought I had found myself then I lost track again and so in a way the silver lining of going through a dark night of the soul is that by reconstructing yourself rebuilding yourself you you are able to build yourself back stronger and be in touch again with your true goals you can actually improve on what you had built so far and so as per my story when i realized i had lost myself in this romance i got back in touch with my desires to expand professionally and develop my career so that i could connect all aspects of all the jobs i had over time and that i enjoy the most in one solid career so i guess this is it i've been a stripper i've been a porn performer i've been a producer a director a coach for performers and aspiring performers <laughs> i even was a singing teacher and vocal coach for quite some time as a side hustle let's say <laughs> so I guess this is it. I finally found how to consolidate all these life experiences, all these skills of mine into one career. And this is all thanks to these 
dark nights of the soul that I've been through because I think going through such a major transformation of your soul, such a profound restructuration of your psyche allows for so much more perspective as to where you want to head towards, what you want to do next, what matters to you as a soul and just not as an ego. And so to conclude this episode on a more positive note, even though I don't believe there's anything 100% I hope you can take a minute for yourself to reflect on how far you've come, how you've worked your way out of a dark night of the soul already, maybe many dark nights of the soul for that matter. There is probably a reason why you clicked play on this episode and if you did so based on the title of the episode, I'm sure that you knew inside of you that you were going through some kind of major transmutation. And that's exactly what a dark night of the soul is. So if you recognize yourself or if you recognize the symptoms of the dark night of the soul in everything that I just mentioned in this episode, then know that you deserve the better life that you're longing for. You are going through this major transmutation so you can create and shape a new reality for yourself because you deserve better. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and I ask that you take a minute to share it in your Instagram stories if you've enjoyed <laughs> listening, of course. It would really help me get my word out and it would really help the podcast grow. So take a screenshot, post it in your stories, tag me at Spiritual Slot Podcast on Instagram. We also have a Telegram channel that is not censored <laughs> like Instagram is at Spiritual Slot. And I look forward to get the conversation going with you guys. See you on the next one. Mwah.